if you want to be successful in your real estate business or actually any business, you want to have good habits, clear goals. You want to be thinking about personal development and you want to be investing time in yourself every day. My guest this week, Greg Young, shares with us some of his insights into goal setting, habit forming, and the morning routine that he has. I think you're going to find it really interesting and useful. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast, helping you build your real estate personal buyer. If you want to stand out from the crowd, attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time, you're in the right place. My name is Paul Kopkutter, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes you, the real estate business owner, brandtastic. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable, so you can spend less time marketing your business and still get the results you want. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the REI Branded Podcast. I am pleased to introduce you to my guest today, Greg Young. Uh, Greg has been actively investing in real estate since 2012. Uh, he's been a licensed realtor since 2015 and is also a number one best-selling co-author of the book, The Success Habits of Super Achievers, and runs the Seven Figure Investor Club. Uh, he loves reading, learning, helping others successfully find their way to investing in real estate. Uh, Greg is a graduate from the University of Arizona with a BS in business and communication and earned his master's degree in project management from Northern Arizona University. And he joins us from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So he didn't move too far away, I'm guessing. <laughs> so welcome, Greg. Yeah, thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Good, wonderful. So, why real estate? Let's let's kick off with that. What's the what got you into real estate? Tell us your tell us your story about that. Yeah, of course. That's always the question. You know, why to get into real estate and why not something else? Um, so, for myself, it just kind of um, you know kind of happened in 2010 when I bought my first home. Um, you know, being here in Phoenix, um, as you can probably imagine, right after the crash, uh, houses here were pretty much pennies on the dollar. So, it was just a great time for me to buy my first home. And um, you know that was my primary home. I wasn't even thinking about real estate as a, a business or create rentals. Um, but a couple of years later, um, my family, my parents actually helped me buy a second home to you know be able to turn that first home into a, a single family rental. And that's what really just kind of kicked everything off. And I said, all right, now I'm a landlord. What do I do? Like, how do I grow this thing? And why do I want to grow this? And so I really dove into. Um, you know, a lot of the logistics and the, you know, the logic behind real estate and the numbers and percentages and all that fun stuff. And um, it really just agreed with me. Um, so that kind of kicked over or that started a lot of uh, change in my life as far as, you know, changing from a cubicle job to becoming a realtor, like you said. And, um, you know, that just kind of added fuel to the fire because I was basically in real estate every day, 24 hours a day, whether it was, you know, on the realtor side or uh, the investing side. and um, you know, as they say, I just kind of took it, took to it like a duck to water, and um, I love the space and and what is uh, the doors that it's really opened up for me as far as um, personal development, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, and finances and everything. So it just uh, it just felt right. So I just kept going with it, and it's been a great run. And what what does your portfolio look like? How how's it broken down? And yeah, so it's actually pretty um, diversified. I know 
there's different schools of thoughts to, you know, about having a diversified por portfolio or you know, focusing on one thing. So uh, mine's pretty, pretty diversified. I started in single, single family homes. Um, you know, me and my wife, we have uh, four rentals, single family homes. We also, we moved into uh, some notes because we, you know, got into um, opening up self-directed IRAs and then kind of learning about, well, what's the best investment in that vehicle? Um, that kind of led us to notes. So we have some notes that are in, uh, in those accounts. Um, you know, moving forward, we, um, me and my business partners here in Phoenix, uh, about four months ago, uh, spring of 2021, we closed on three residential assisted living facilities um, and we syndicated those deals. So we brought in investor money. Um, so that was another kind of foundational piece to, um, you know, our portfolio, me and my wife's portfolio. And um, in the last couple of years, we've actually invested as a limited partner in other people's larger multifamily syndications. Um, and that just basically is a, a passive investor. So, um, so I think that's, that's basically the way my portfolio looks like at this point. Um, so I think I have a really good foundation and then, you know, um, what I'm kind of moving into next was most likely going to be multifamily or self-storage. I'm, uh, still kind of educating myself on both of those and seeing which direction I really want to head down. Yeah. Self-storage seems to be a bit of a hot, hot one at the moment. And I guess that's all of us collecting more and more stuff and we need to put it somewhere and we haven't got, haven't <laughs> got enough houses or big enough houses to store it all, I'm guessing. So. Right, exactly. So um, that's but that's what I love about real estate. There's so many different niches, and um, you know, there's pros and cons to all of them. But as long as you learn it, and that's what you feel is right for you and your portfolio, and it makes you happy, then cool, go with it. And that's kind of what we're doing at this point, and uh, no complaints. Um, was it was it real estate or personal development that kind of got you involved in working with passive investors and starting the Seven Figure Club? Was was it personal development that you wanted to help people or was it real estate and you thought, okay, let's, let's put that as another arm of your real estate business? So I think, um, I think for me, it was more on the real estate side. Um, I felt like it was just the next kind of progression in my real estate career, I, I guess you, just, you could say. Um, but personal development, which I'm sure we're going to you know, dive into, that was definitely the win behind my sales for having a lot of confidence to do it, you know, doing the networking, because it's, you know, it's a lot of work and it can be overwhelming when you're first starting in a niche and you have literally no idea, you know, what the basics are, the foundations, the tax benefits, all that kind of stuff. So I know personal development really helped me um, make those right connections, gave me the confidence to ask the right questions and um, just put me around the right people to ask the right questions to those people. So um, I love personal development. I think it's done a lot more for me than real estate investing has ever done, which um, I, th I thought I'd never say that, but I truly love personal development. It's um, it just can hit you in so many different areas of your life, not just financial and real estate. Yeah, I think I, I totally agree. I, I would say, yeah, I've been in sales and marketing all my life, but personal development has been a huge differentiator. So tell me a little bit about how you, you know, what, what sort of programs you've been involved in or what you're involved in now and uh, you know, who's been a great influence on you as well. Yeah, of course. So I'll share a little story. Um, so this is what kind of got me into personal development and it kind of hits on real estate and personal development. Um, so I'm sure maybe some of your listeners are familiar with the real estate guys. They are um, Robert Helms and Russell Gray. I feel like they're big players in the real estate investing world. Um, so a couple of years ago, a couple of summers ago, me and my wife, uh, the timing worked out with her job. So we actually attended, um, they put on a, an event in Belize. It's called the Belize Discovery Trip. So me and my wife, we love going to the Caribbean and you know sitting on the beach and doing those beach activities. 
So this was right up our alley. Um, so we went down there. We actually went down there like five days ahead of time just to kind of get a lay of the land and then have a little vacation before um, you know the real estate seminar kind of started. Um, so long story short, went through that whole weekend. It was a great weekend. Hung out with Robert Helms and his family um, and just learned the lay of the land of Belize. So basically, we come back and um, I, I met a couple of investors through that uh, through that trip. We ended up investing in a um, a passive investment in Belize. Um, we end up becoming really good friends with these gentlemen. Their names are Ryan and Curtis, um, and they introduced me to a mastermind. So never been in a mastermind at this point, you know, up until that point anyway. I knew what they were and I knew the benefits, but I never really felt like I had one that was in front of me that I really wanted to pull the trigger on. So in talking with these gentlemen, they said, well, yeah, the, the person who's running this mastermind is Kyle Wilson. He was the 18-year business partner of Jim Rohn, which I'm sure a lot of your uh, listeners and investors are familiar with. Um, so that kind of intrigued me. I said, all right, let me let me dive into this personal development. I was kind of um, tinkering around with it a little bit, but I decided to really dive in. So uh, I went to an event and the event was awesome. It was filled with you know people way smarter than me, way more successful than me. And I said, yep, this is exactly where I want to be. Um, so kind of a long story short, that was the mastermind that I joined. And I'm still in that mastermind with Kyle and um, a whole great bunch of entrepreneurs and real estate investors. Um, so that really opened the door for me for um, you know resources, podcasts, books. Um, as you can imagine, we talked a lot about uh, Jim Rohn and he shared a lot of stories from you know his uh, work with Jim Rohn on the road. So um, that was what really just opened up everything for me. And um, yeah, just really just gave me a lot of ideas and really put a lot of those into um, into play, into action, and um, created you know some habits around um, you know my daily routine and everything. So um, that just really opened the door, and I, I can't be can't be more grateful um, for having that introduction to that group. And it's interesting because. I'm not sure. I mean, think I think Jim Rowan probably filters through many, many personal development leaders that we see now. Like Darren Hardy is another is an example. He's he's real estate. That's why he got started in real estate. But he he's a big Jim Jim Rowan um, proponent, and, and I follow him a lot. And uh, you know, a lot of his programs I've I've invested in. He mentioned masterminds. I'm a huge fan of masterminds. And you said you, you were kind of aware of the benefits, but perhaps share with the audience what what do you see as the benefits of a mastermind? What are the things that um, that you get from being in that room with those people? So the main thing that I get out of it is um, I love the positivity and the mindset because um, that's something that you know two years ago I didn't have, or I guess I should say I had a different mindset. Um, so having a you know that brand new mindset of you know abundance and being positive and having a morning routine. These are all things I didn't have or do two, three years ago. Even, even when I was in real estate, I was just kind of you know pushing the numbers along and getting the deals done and being very transactional. But yeah, so the benefits of, uh, of the mastermind, you know, we have a, a weekly call every Tuesday night. And I honestly look forward to that call so much just because everybody's so positive. They're so, you know, and people bring up problems and there's issues. You know, everybody has issues in their business or problems, but that's what the mastermind is there to, you know, help resolve. And you can have people that you can lean on and they understand kind of more where you're coming from with your mindset or, you know, maybe being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, if you're not surrounded, if your friends are not entrepreneurs, they're more W-2s, you might have a hard time, you know, venting to them because they don't really understand 
you know, what you're going through and the fact that you just put in a 12 or 14 hour day, you know, they didn't really do that. So um, for me, the mastermind is just having that positivity, that mindset and just having those smiling faces and, um, you know, knowing that I can ask them, um, you know, an easy question or I can be vulnerable and maybe open up and say, hey, this is this part of my business is not working. I really don't know what to do. I need some help. And, you know, there'll be four or five hands easily, you know, uh, raising to help me or giving suggestions. So for me, it's just that support that I really didn't have um, two, three, five years ago. And have you found, you uh, maybe, I don't know if there's a, there's probably not a time limit on it, but I found the more that you get in with a group that you have that kind of support, the support goes beyond business as mm -hmm. well. Um, I can remember in, in masterminds I've been in in the past, and actually I was even on my mastermind call today uh, before before our interview, and one of the people put put their hand up at the beginning and said, "I've got I've got something I need to share. I'm going to be very vulnerable," and everybody just totally accepted. You know, the agenda that we had for the call was put to one side. This was the most important thing right there, and they shared something very personal and very vulnerable. But the support they felt uh, was incredible. I mean, they just felt, they said, I've just been kind of lifted by 20 feet, you know, just, just by knowing that you're all listening and you're, you're there for me. Have you, have you noticed that in the group you're in as well? Or? Yeah, definitely. And I actually have a pretty good example. I wasn't, um, I wasn't planning on kind of sharing this, but um, I totally will. It's not a big deal. Um, so about four months ago, um, well, actually, I should kind of rewind a little bit. From the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic, um, I really committed to you know dropping weight. I was you know I'm five seven at that point. I was uh, 210 pounds, so you know I was chubby. I was fat, whatever you want to call me. I don't really care. Um, so I dedicated. I made a commitment and said I'm going to lose weight. And then the pandemic hit, which actually benefited me um, for being in an environment that I could control 24 hours a day, which is kind of another you know another rabbit hole, another story. But um, so then about four months ago, April, 2021, here I was, I, I dropped about 40 pounds, 45 pounds. I thought I was super healthy. And then all of a sudden I um, you know, ended up in the hospital with diverticulitis, which I didn't even know what it was at that point. I thought it was, I was actually hoping it was um, an appendicitis so they can just really take care of it, remove it, and then back to my life. But it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because now I'm more aware of my nutrition and kind of what I put in my body. So kind of linking it to your question, um, there's, you know, a handful of um, people in the mastermind that are, you know, they run health businesses. That's their, that's their business. That's their life. So when I was going through, um, you know, this issue coming right out of the hospital, I, um, I reached out to one person, a few people, but one person in particular um, and asked her, said, this is exactly what I, you know, what I went through. She's kind of like a nutritionist, dietitian, um, holistic. So I said, you know, we hopped on a Zoom call and I said, all right. I need help with my nutrition. This is exactly what I went through. And um, that's exactly that day. I literally just changed my diet. But um, yeah, to, to, you know, to illustrate the point with one email, I just reached out to somebody who was connected, you know, through my mastermind, I felt very comfortable with her, you know, friends with her and everything. So um, yeah, just, you know, something randomly came up in my life that I was like, Oh, I need to address this and kind of not really worry about real estate and finances. And I turned to my mastermind, like, who can I connect with? And it was, boom, there was one person. And then a month later, there was another person talking about, you know, working out and, you know, kind of ancillary stuff to nutrition. So, um, so yeah, that's why I love my mastermind, because it's not just, you know, personal development. It's not just finances and real estate. It's 
a lot of people in there are, you know, not real estate investors and that kind of thing, which is great because it balances out the mastermind and, you know, our lives are not just finances and real estate, it's health and nutrition and relationships and, you know, things go, go well and things go bad in all those areas for everybody. So, um, so really beneficial, really grateful to have those members to have those, uh, those benefits so that I can reach out to anyone at any time. Right. Yeah. I think you just hit it on the nail on the head. It's that it, knowing you can reach out and it, even if nobody in the group can directly help you, the chances are they all know people that could, and you trust them enough with that introduction because you've already built that trust and relationship with your mastermind member. You mentioned um, COVID. So it, it's funny that you said COVID gave you a controlling environment, and yet probably a lot of people felt the opposite. They felt out of control or they felt struggled with that. And, and in fact, funnily enough as well, there was the standing, I guess, running running joke is COVID-15, COVID which was, or COVID-19 was the 19 pounds you put on during COVID. So you've kind of, congratulations, you've done the opposite. So what, what did you mean by a controlled environment? Yeah, so um, so I, I kind of agree with you. I, it was it was a controlling environment. I did feel out of control in other aspects, but um, as far as nutrition went, I, it was 100% controllable for me um, because before COVID, you know, I was going out to uh, client lunches and happy hours and and all those things. And um, you know, at that point, I was you know kind of realizing that I don't know if I was addicted to food, but I probably was because I was overweight. So when I would go to uh, you know a happy hour. I kind of looked at it as like, oh, cool, I'm going to go out and, you know, grab a beer and have, you know, food that I probably shouldn't eat as opposed to food that I sh- I know I should eat, but I don't, right? So, I, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, so, when COVID hit, you know, we were, you know, locked down here. Um, so, I kind of went, I told my wife, I said, look, this is my goal, you know, and she's very supportive with um, with everything, with all my goals. But I controlled my breakfast, lunch, and dinner because I wasn't going out to those happy hours and lunches and so essentially, I decided to remove all my temptations because we were eating three meals a day at the house. So that just really was wind behind my sails, and I was really committed to losing that weight. Um, so that created a control, controlled environment for me with my food. Um, but I can definitely relate to being, um, you know, in having that feeling of you know uncertainty and not having control of other things. But um, for me, for the weight loss and nutrition, that was something that I. I looked at it and I said, how can I control this? And turned out it was pretty easy and hundred percent. So that just, you know, um, just pushed me along to my goals. And it was, uh, it was just really a nice benef- beneficial factor for me. What strategies or tactics have you found the most useful for a successful habit? Because that's, that's the other thing. Yes, you can commit to all this, but now you've got to, you've got to build that in and, and lock it in as a habit. What, what, do, what do you find works? I wanted to quickly stop the show to ask you a question. If you're running a real estate business, are you using LinkedIn? And if you are, is your profile really representing your personal brand in the best way? You can use LinkedIn in much faster and more cost-effective ways than other social media platforms to build your business. And I've put together a free 30-page guide on how real estate owners can make their profile stand out and attract investors and partners. To get your free copy, go to reibranded.com forward slash LinkedIn. That's reibranded.com forward slash LinkedIn. And now back to the show. Yeah, 
Yeah, of course. So um, for me, and I think this is probably different for everybody, um, but for me, and this is what I wrote about in, in my book, The Success Habits of Super Achievers, um, but I wrote about a program that I used and I still use. It's called the Miracle Morning. Um, I don't know. I think it's. I think people are uh, familiar with it. Some people are, some people aren't. Um, but his na- the name of the person who puts on the, um, he has a podcast and he wrote the book. His name is Hal Elrod. And um, for me, and I, I literally wrote about this in the book, in the chapter, um, you know, I tried it and it took me twice to, to actually go through the program and succeed because, um, you know, the Miracle Morning is all about waking up early and having that beginning part of your day to, um, you know, address personal development, whether that's, you know, um, working out or breathing or meditating and um, just kind of being with yourself before, you know, the pings and the dings start on your phone and computer. Um, but yeah, for me, that's that's the program that worked for me. And um, like I said, the first time I tried it, I tried it for like one week and two weeks. And I had those uh, those negative thoughts and those limiting beliefs in my head of, uh, you can't do this. This is not for you. Go back to being lazy. Then I said, you know what? I can do this. Like if everybody else can do this, I can do this. I know I can do it. So I tried it the second time and I gave myself no excuses. And that was about two years ago. Um, so for me, that was just a program that worked because um, I just believed in it. I love, you know, Hal Elrod and his story. He's overcome a lot of adversity in his life. Um, so for me, that's kind of exactly what I did. I put together, um, you know, a check a, a checklist and a, a spreadsheet of my habits, my daily habits, weekly habits, and that all stem from the miracle morning and just really um, again, just taking the information, taking action, and then committing to it as far as this is something I'm going to do. There's no room for failure. And it's been two years, so you know, can't really complain. Congratulations. So tracking and measuring though as well. That sounds like, and I, I, I agree with you as well, as having, having a tracker of some sort so that you know you're going to do it or you, you, you've kind of got it staring at you all day if you haven't done it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the important thing too. Is I mean, even tracking your habits is a habit in itself, right? Because, right. um, like you said, if it's not in front of you or you don't do it, you can just kind of ballpark it, and that's when you're like, "Oh yeah, I think I worked out," you know, last Friday. But you don't really know. Like, I I wouldn't know if I worked out last Friday unless I have my checklist. Um, so for me, it's you know, if having that checklist is super important. Um, you know, you can make it a paper checklist. You can make it digital on your phone these days. Um, you know, kind of do a combination, whatever works for you. Um, and that's just, you know, tinkering and finding out, finding out what does work for you. But um, yeah, having a checklist and having that accountability is is huge. And what about other success habits? What, what other habits have you seen successful people kind of implement? And, and I'm totally on board with the morning morning routine. The one I struggle with, a lot of people talk about an evening routine as well. And you know, I'll be perfectly honest, I get to the end of the day and I just, you know, plus the fact that my willpower is probably low anyway, but I struggle with that evening routine and uh, what Darren Hardy calls um, cashing out. He calls it cashing out because he used to be a waiter very early on when he was going to school. So he, he talks about cashing out, but it, it's finishing that day. Uh, do you have any suggestions or do you do an evening routine or? Yeah, it's funny that you you mentioned that because that's something that I have have been just been researching and kind of uh, tinkering with. I guess tinkering is a good word for this whole podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, just trying things out. So that's something that's you know that I'm trying out right now. You know, trying to do a little reading at night. Um, it's not as extensive as my morning routine because, like you said, you're you know at the end of the day you're tired and you're not 
I don't think you're supposed to do like an hour or two of, you know, uh, development or, you know, routine at the end of the day. But, um, but yeah, I'm trying to create an evening routine and it's, it's not as easy, at least for me, it's not as easy as a morning one, just because, um, maybe I don't have the, the roadmap that Hal Elrod kind of set out for the miracle morning and had that success behind it. But I know a lot of people do talking about, or are, are talking about, uh, creating an evening routine around, you know, breathing, maybe reading, uh, maybe not watching TV because you know I know a lot of people do watch TV at night and I'm kind of guilty of it once in a while as well. Um, so yeah, I'm actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. So I'm in the, be the beginning stages of creating an evening routine. So um kind of curious to see what that's going to look like in a month or six months, but I'm definitely, uh, you know, kind of playing around with it at this point to have that on my calendar of another thing I can check off and, you know, have a, a nice ending to a, to a day and kind of close it out and get ready for the next morning. So I've got a recommended resource for you. The, the personal development program I'm in at the moment is run by somebody called Benjamin Hardy. He's, he's no relation to Darren Hardy. And he, um, he has a program called AMP, uh, which is a great, great program. But he's co-writing a series of books with Dan Sullivan. I don't know if you've heard of Dan Sullivan. He's the strategic coach. Mm -hmm. He's in Toronto and Chicago. Um, and his latest book is The Gap, Gap Not the Gain, or Gain Not the Gap. Yeah. Um, and chapter five is all about, apparently, is if the book comes out in a, a month or so, uh, and the whole of chapter five is about evening routines. Oh, very um, good. So that might be a good, good resource for you. So, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. What, uh, what tips do you have or strategies do you have to help somebody make a habit stick? Yeah, really good question. Um, so I'm not an expert by any means, but I do feel like I have, you know, some, uh, you know, some experience in this area for sure. Um, one thing that I noticed in the beginning is, you know, don't be don't be hard on yourself, especially when you're creating a habit when you're trying to get into it. Um, because at least for me, I know I was, um, you know, knowing what I know now, I'm pretty sure I was a, trying to be a perfectionist a couple of years ago. And if I didn't, you know, if drinking water every day or eight glasses of water every day, and I didn't do it on a Tuesday, I would get down on myself. I would say, oh, I'm not, I don't, know, I don't know what I'm doing. Is this the right thing? And I would question myself instead of just kind of just chalking it up to, yeah, I didn't drink eight waters that day. I'll get on it the next day and don't beat yourself up about it. It happens. Nobody's perfect. And perfection, I would even argue, is not a great, you know, a goal to achieve because, you know, we're human. We're not going to achieve every goal, every single day of every week of every year, there's going to be some ups and downs and, and ebbs and flows. So um, that would be my, my, my biggest tip, at least my first tip is don't be hard on yourself if you do miss a day, but, you know, get right back on it. Don't give yourself that excuse of, well, it's, I, I messed up on Tuesday, so I'm just going to start next Monday and then have the next five days to, you know, get in my head about it and be negative. Right. Get back on it. You know what you're doing. You just get, you know, everybody falls and trips, but, um, you know, getting back up is, is the key to, you know, creating that habit. And it, you also, it, it would seem you also mentioned trying different things, find out what works for you. Uh, tinkering, as you call it, which I think is a great, <laughs> I think we're going to call that uh, the podcast, we'll call it tinkering, but, um, but trying different things because not everything is for everybody, is it? I mean, that's at the end of the day. Right, exactly. And that's, and that's one thing, like I, I can give you an example. I know meditation is uh, very hard for a lot of people and, I'm not, I'm not the exception. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, meditation, um, you know, but in the beginning I would, you know, what I was doing was my own version of meditation. And 
I kind of realized a couple of months ago, it's, it's kind of like when you're a kid and kids just kind of, you know, play in the backyard and they're just doing whatever they're doing. They're playing with sticks and twigs and imaginary friends or whatever. There's no right or wrong, you know, for, uh, there's no right or wrong way for a kid to play in the backyard, right? As long as they're not doing anything dangerous, but same thing for, you know, um, personal development and habits, um, you know, whatever you're doing, that's probably going to work for you because that's what you're doing, right? It's not, oh, this person is doing 30 minutes of meditation and they think about gratitude the all 30 minutes. That might work for them, but that might not work for me. So I can certainly take that as a piece of advice. I can try it out. But I know for me, 30 minutes is, um, you know, 30 minutes of on one topic. My, my mind goes left and right and up and down, which I think is pretty normal. But again, that's, you know, my normal. So I'm just going to stick to it and say, this is my meditation practice as it is right now. A month from now, it could be vastly different based on your recommendation or somebody else's recommendation that I try and I really like. So um, just kind of create it, make it your own and, you know, just kind of run with it and don't really compare yourself to other people necessarily when it comes to personal development, because personal means you. So that's your, you can put your own stamp on it and just kind of make it your own. Beyond the mastermind, do you have um, an accountability partner or anything like that? Does that? Um, actually, I don't. So that's one thing that I, um, it's on my list as well. I guess I could say my wife is my accountability partner, mm -hmm. but I've heard, you know, spouses and best friends and family members are probably not your best accountability partner for obvious reasons. Um, so accountability is something that I'm doing on my own at this point, but it is something that I feel like if I did have an accountability partner, it might raise me to another level. So um, again, just try it out and see if it works. And if it increases my account, you know, my habits, great. If it doesn't, then, you know, kind of go with that. So, um, so yeah, it's on my list for sure. What's, what's next for your business? Where, where do you go from here? And, and also where are you heading with personal development? I guess you've kind of shared some of that, but. Yeah. So, um, I mean, personal development is always, it's something that I do every day. So I feel like it's just, um, you know, more of a foundational thing. Um, and it's, it's definitely a habit and it's a habit that I really love, you know, whether it's uh, reading a book or uh, listening to the podcasts. I know you mentioned Darren Hardy. He's, uh, you know, I have a lot of his books in my library. And um, so, so yeah, just, just having that as the foundation and the wind behind me is great as personal development. Um, you know, as far as business goes, um, I actually, I want to say I scaled down my realtor business probably about three or four months ago, um, kind of ties into um, you know, being in the hospital and, you know, I was only in the hospital for two or three days and everything is fine now with my health, but, you know, kind of really made me um, aware of, you know, I'm 41 years old, about halfway through my life. So kind of put a lot of things in perspective. And I said, well, if I can really live without being a realtor, um, it would free up a lot of time for me to, you know, focus more on real estate investing and personal development. So I kind of pulled that trigger. I scaled down my business. Um, you know, I still own my, I still have my license, so I can definitely help out friends and family members and clients that come my way, but it's not something that I really focus on uh, day to day. So that just gives me more opportunity to um, learn about different niches. And um, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm honestly just trying to figure out if I'm going to move forward with a multifamily niche or the self-storage niche and really dive into one of those. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, that really gave me an opportunity to uh, pivot, kind of slow down a little bit regroup, um, educate myself on those two niches. And then once I um, find that niche that I really want to hit the gas on, just go for it 100% and move forward. So it's an uh, interesting time and a fun time in my life, I got to say. Good.
Uh, so I have a handful of questions that I always like to ask. Um, I think you're going to come up with some good answers on this one, I'm sure. Favorite brand or personal brand? Yeah, so personal brand. Um, I, I don't really know how to answer this question. So I guess from a product point of view, I would have to say, um, and, and that was really hard for me to kind of figure out, but I have to say Apple, just because in the past six months, I switched over uh, my computer and my phone to Apple. Uh, again, just kind of trying it out and seeing if it's better than PC, which is what I've done for you know 20, 30 years. Um, so you know, I can't really complain. I, I think Apple is great for their functionality and connectivity. Um, but you know, personal brand, favorite personal brand on in the personal development world, I guess I would have to just pick a person and say Jim Rohn, like we were talking about earlier, because um, you know his trickle down effect, and you know, like you said, I think a lot of it comes from Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn. So I just can't, I can't thank those guys enough. And I value, you know, all the, all the products that they put out, their words, their ideas. Um, yeah, they just, they just move my, move me so far um, ahead in personal development and, and business. So I have to give them a lot of credit. I think that you, you've kind of underlined just a reminder for me, which I heard from somebody at one point. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people get hung up with, I, you know, I've got to actually know the mentor or work with the mentor, but that's not the case. I mean, Jim Rowan is your mentor. Darren Hardy is my mentor. Um, so it doesn't have to be a direct relationship, but you can still benefit from everything that they're putting out there and, and sharing. So it's a, it's a good thing to underline. Um, recommended book or podcast? Apart from yeah. your own book, of course. <laughs> so. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, no, and it's funny that you mentioned Darren Hardy because the book that I usually recommend is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, which I know you're familiar with. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've read and a lot of your listeners have read. Um, and it's, it just has you know, so many applications on the, the personal side, the business side. Um, you know, it's kind of, I've always had that philosophy of you know, slow and steady wins the race. And the compound effect for me is, well, what can I start today? that is going to be slow and steady wins that race. And it could be, you know, for me, nutritionally, it was, um, I even, I literally wrote that down as one of my uh, things that I check off every day is eat a half an apple or a little orange every day, because I've read the benefits of, of, of that. So that's just one of those things that I, you know, that I do every day now. And, um, you know, every week when I come up with my goals, like I look at them and say, can I add a goal? Can I take away a goal? Is that beneficial? And it always comes down to, well, and I kind of use the compound effect as a verb. And I say, what can I compound effect this week? Right. And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's, you know, something like an apple or an orange, or sometimes it's something really big that can move my business forward or my personal development forward. So yeah, love Darren Hardy, love the compound effect. And I, I literally just asked me my, ask myself that question every week of what can I compound effect this week and what would be beneficial? So um, nice. so yeah, that's, that's my favorite book that I would recommend. And what, any particular resource that you're enjoying using at the moment? Yeah. So I think you kind of uh, nailed it on the head too, when you said, you know, your mentor doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a living person or sitting right next to you. So for me, it's honestly just books and podcasts. Um, you know, if I can't have a mentor, that's, you know, someone in my mastermind that I can hop on a zoom call with it's, um, you know, reading Darren Hardy's books or, um, you know, listening to, you know, podcasts of Jim Rohn or his speeches. So um, like, yeah, I think you just kind of nailed it on the head. It's just those, um, you know, those resources that we have available due to technology, um, you know, a podcast, you can listen to podcasts when you're outside picking weeds or doing something around the house. Um, so yeah, those, those are the resources that I just love because 
they're just right at our fingertips and they're available 24 hours a day. Right. Wonderful. And a favorite quote. So my favorite quote is this kind of goes back to high school. So this is a long time ago uh, before Jim Rohn. But um, my favorite quote is life is not about surviving the storm. It's learning how to dance in the rain. And I have no idea where I ran across that quote. I don't, I think it's an anonymous quote and there's some other people that may have, uh, you know, gotten credit for that quote, but claimed it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, it's just one that stuck with me and I stuck it in my, uh, my email signature from, you know, 1999 or whatever that was. Um, but I just really love, you know, the, just the importance of it is, you know, life is not about surviving the storm. Um, you know, cause you know, storms are coming at us and it's not just about surviving. It's about thriving and learning how to dance in the rain is, you know, making um, the best out of any situation, right? Whether it's a good situation, whether it's a great situation, or whether it's a problem in your business, it's it's a learning opportunity. So, um, so that's just a quote that stuck with me for, you know, 20 years plus. And I think it applies to um, a lot of, you know, things in our lives, personal development and, uh, and business-wise as well. I love that. And, and you've absolutely underlined it in the stories you've shared and, and uh, appreciate you sharing your health challenges because you've completely underlined that because that is a storm but yet you've you found a way to dance in the rain and and in, and probably feel so much better and so much healthier uh, because of it so yeah of course wonderful. excellent well thank you greg how can people get hold of you how can they find you is there any resources that you have that people can can access yeah, thank you. Um, so the best way for people to get a hold of me is uh, my website. It's sevenfigurecapital.com. Um, so it's all spelled out. And I was going to say, if any of your listeners want a copy of uh, my chapter, I can definitely uh, email them uh, a free PDF copy of my chapter. If they want to send me an email, um, just mention this podcast and I'll gladly shoot it out. Um, so my email is very simple. It's Greg, G-R-E-G at sevenfigurecapital.com. All right. Congratulations on the domain. That that's quite a good domain. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, it's, thank it's you. Very hard to get. Very hard to get good domain names nowadays. <laughs> appreciate well it. Well done. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Greg, and uh, we really appreciate your time and and sharing your insights in personal development and real estate. And uh, have yourself a fantastic day. Yeah, you too, Paul. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Well, what did you think? Was that fantastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business and real estate personal brand? So what's stopping you? Get to it. And if you're wondering where your real estate personal brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free real estate personal brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have yourself a brandtastic day.